My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. This is Matt from the Stronger Revolution. A quick note on the episode that you're about to listen to. We went through a rather painstaking process in order to get this episode recorded. We recorded an entire episode, as you will hear. Then we had a noise in the background. We had to scrap the entire episode. Then we went to start this episode. We had a lot of technical difficulties. So the episode that is finally being released is the final product over a long process. That said, there is a background sound that you're about to hear in the episode that lasts for about the first seven minutes. We were unsure if you would be able to hear it. In post-production, I realized, yes, you can hear it. All I would ask is, please be prepared for it. Please give it time. It does go away about seven minutes in. In the future, we'll be a little bit more diligent about the background noises. I apologize if it's obnoxious, but as always, thank you for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker here with... Adam Cronbush. Okay, this is like take two-ish three on this episode. We recorded... Uh, a high-pitched noise. Yeah. What was that? Like a month ago, mm-hmm. seems like anyway. And then we went to edit it and get it posted, and we got this giant high-pitched noise that we have no idea what caused it, and now we just had to scrap the entire episode. But you know what? We overcome adversity, so we're welcoming the opportunity to come back and re-record this. It was a really good episode, though. Oh, it was a really good episode. It would have gotten at least 100,000 subscribers. Maybe. Maybe like 100. (laughs) This one, though, lower your expectations. So last time we actually released an episode, we ended with Adam, unfortunately, bringing up the potential topic of talking about living below your means. I really didn't want to talk about that, but here we are going to go ahead and talk about it. So I think first and foremost, we need to define what it means between living below your means versus living a minimalist lifestyle. Adam, if I recall correctly, you had a really great quote last time about the difference between, or what we finally decided would be our definition for minimalism. Yeah, for this episode, we had talked back and forth between, um, I kind of saw minimalism as just the least amount possible and uh, living below your means as just living somewhere in between the least amount possible and what you could possibly live at. Right. Uh, But I think we both agreed that we were talking about the same thing and it's all based on the axiom that material items will never provide lasting fulfillment. And that's where we found uh, agreement for a starting point. Yes. And I apologize if you can hear that, like, scraping noise in the background. I don't know what is causing that. Adam, it's fine. You're st- I can still hear it. 
We're just going to continue to go with this because... They probably can't hear it. Maybe not. All right. Min- min- minimal expectations here, right? <laughs> so I think part of the issue that brought this whole thing up was the idea that... We get far too consumed by our things. So how many phones do we need? How many tablets do we need? How many... Coats Dewey. The things we consume consume us. Wow, that was really going to be loud now in the listeners' ears. <laughs> yes. And so the idea behind minimalism is to cut down all of those things to only what we actually need. Yes. And again, that's, that's on the founding principle that material items will never provide lasting fulfillment, which I think is something that we are often lied to about in advertising, right? Um, and so we're seeing minimalism as a pushback against the consumerism and satisfaction that we can derive or hope to derive from items. So taking an item and thinking, one, do I want this? Yes, I do. But two, I'm going to consider now, do I actually need it? Because there's a big difference between what you want and what you need. And so we then turned to Maz- Mavlov's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, and I found this helpful for me because when I think of the word need, and I think maybe a lot of people define it this way, is need is really just, will I die without this? Yeah. Um, which, uh, no, right? I, I don't need a car. If Very that, little will you If that's die the definition, that. right? Sure. I don't need a car. Um, I technically don't even need a house. I could live without one. But this this list of needs, I think, is much more helpful in um, defining what an actual need is. So let's run through it. All right. So at the very bottom is the physiological needs. And these are things like air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. So at its very basic form in life, we have to have these things if we are going to proceed to live any kind of a life at all. Without air, without water, without food, we're dead. Without shelter, you're probably going to die from exposure. Without sleep, you'll eventually die, etc., etc. Oh, you were not going to say anything about reproduction? Oh, yeah, sorry. Without reproduction, we are not going to continue on the species. Oh, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Once we have those needs put in place, then we go up to our safety needs, the next level, which is personal security employment, resources, health, and, and, and property are examples of our safety needs. So once we are done focusing on whether or not we have air, food, water, shelter, etc., we can then say, okay, am I safe? Okay, uh, Am I employed uh, now that I have all my basic needs in? Let's go ahead and, and meet some more financial needs to allow myself to progress a little bit further. From there, we can start to reach out to our love and belonging. This would include friendship, intimacy, family, and a sense of connection. So once we have all of our basic needs met and we're starting to expand beyond our own selves and then we have our health needs met and everything else, now we can start to look out to the needs of other people. We can form friendships. Uh, we can have an intimate relationship with another individual. From there, we move up to esteem. Now we're going to come back to ourselves now and look at our own self-respect, our own self-esteem, our status within a society or a family group or whatever, recognition for the things that we do, our overall strength as an individual, and importantly, our freedoms. What are we free to do now that we have had all of our other needs met? 
And then at the top of the list is self-actualization, the desire to become the most that one can be. And that's kind of where this podcast lies, right? So yes, in terms of where we're meeting needs. So do you need this podcast? Absolutely. I think you do. But only when those other four needs are met. Mm, Other four categories. Okay, fine. I mean, if we're once you can breathe hierarchy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So only once we are at that top of the list do we start to worry about things what like, we are becoming. Yeah, and things like minimalism. And I think that's helpful for this conversation in multiple ways because one, we get to define what needs are, but two, we're not looking down on people who aren't minimalizing their lives because they're struggling financially or maybe they're homeless. You know, you, you, you wouldn't go up to a homeless person and tell them to live a minimalist lifestyle because he's, <laughs> he's not there on the, uh, the chart yet for right. self-actualization. Um, and so, you know, this is once these needs are in place, how do we live within these needs in a way that's going to move us forward each day as opposed to holding us back because we become uh, constrained by the things we purchase? So I think my definition of minimalism falls within making sure that these five things are in place, then looking beyond that self-actualization and saying, okay, I want a new watch. Do I have a watch? Yes, I do. Does my watch work? Yes, it does. So does getting a new watch actually satisfy any of these needs? No, it doesn't. No. So therefore, from my perspective on minimalism and the way that I'm trying to live my own life, um, buying that new watch, materialism, does not act to push forward any one of these five levels of needs. Right. Is that a fair? Is that is that a fair explanation? Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. And you know, I don't think, you know, for a lot of us, we struggle more with the buying things flippantly rather than uh, withholding things from ourselves. Um, Oh yes. And so you know, I think most of us are probably on that end of the spectrum where it's, you know, we need to take a harder look at the things we have, um, and why we actually desire those newer, better things. Uh, it, do we actually think it's going to provide some sort of lasting fulfillment for us? Yeah, sure. So I'll use my notebook obsession as an, as an example of this because it did occur to me when we were originally prepping for this episode last time that my notebooks are a prime example of wants over needs and placing feelings behind the things that I want in hopes that they're going to fulfill me in some way that they don't actually ever end up fulfilling me. So a primary example is, again... I have this thing, call it obsession, I don't care, with productivity notebooks. Mm -hmm. And I'll buy a productivity notebook and I will start to utilize it. it, There's always some kind of a system involved with the productivity notebook that they think that if you follow this particular system within this notebook, you're going to be infinitely more productive than if you don't. So I buy it and I try to use it and I ultimately end up not fulfilled in my own level of productivity. I work my way through what's typically a 90-day notebook. And then I find another one thinking that if I buy this next productivity notebook, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be X amount more productive than I was using the first productivity notebook. And it never works out that way. It's this endless cycle of I'm trying to find fulfillment of feeling like I'm productive in my day by the use of an external object, i.e. a notebook. And it just never gets there because I don't Mm -hmm. actually need it. Right. And so the idea that we're putting forth here is, 
um, about changing your mindset on these items is recognizing ahead of time that these won't fulfill you. And so how can we do that? How can we um, you know, move forward each day to say, we're not gonna be held captive by these items. We're not gonna fall into the lies of consumerism. We're not gonna think that they're gonna supply for our needs when our needs are already being met. Right. What do we do? I think first and foremost, go out and, and look up Mavlov's hierarchy of needs and familiarize yourself with them and then sit down and think about whether each one of those needs are met in your life. And more, maybe even more specifically, start thinking about are the baseline needs, like is level one met um, and then is level two met and then is level three met versus oh, okay, I'm going to go get into a loving relationship when I'm not employed the way that I want to be. Or I'm going to worry about um, finding a new friend or getting into a relationship when I have diminished health, right? And so are you putting one need above the other? Mm. So I think that's a good starting place is just trying to figure out whether all your needs are actually met. Yeah. From mm -hmm. there, I think... For me, really stepping back and looking at something and saying, do I need this mm -hmm. or do I simply want this? That goes a long way for me. Yeah. And we, we both admitted that we're bad at this to one another. Yes. Um, that we struggle with this, uh, which is why we have some thoughts on it. But um, one thing that I've tried in our household uh, that Hillary and I have tried is to have a piece of paper. Um, and again, we're not great at it. But on that piece of paper, we write down something that we want. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll put a timeline with that associated item to say like, okay, we'll revisit that in a couple weeks to see, do we still want that? And if so, does it fall within an important category of something we need maybe? Um, or is it just something that I want? And I don't think we're saying on this podcast that it's always bad to purchase just something you want. That doesn't that, 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 Just something that you need. Just something that you, well, no, I'm saying it's not bad to purchase something you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we struggle so much with purchasing things willy-nilly without thinking about it at all that we probably need to slow down and think about it first. Yes. Um, so we're not at the point where you're like, well, so I can't buy anything for myself ever. No, we're not saying that. Um, but we probably aren't at that point yet where you can even ask that question. Let's first look at all the stuff that we're buying, all the crud that we fill our house with, houses with, um, and minimalize those items that we feel so obliged to purchase each year, uh, each Christmas season. Mm -hmm. um, minimalize that first, and then maybe you could start to think about, okay, maybe once a month I buy an item that costs this much for myself, or maybe once a year or something. Um, but before we get there, uh, I think it's important first to take a look at those items that you're buying, why you're buying, buying them, and slowing that process down, taking the emotions out of it, um, looking at it more from a logical standpoint. And I think time helps to do that. I think taking that emotional aspect out of it and really looking at time is, is a, you know, like look at one click purchasing off of like Amazon. Um, you, know, you go on, on Instagram and you instantly see all of these different advertisements for their various things that, that they're trying to sell you. And, and what is it? Just like shop now, just click a button, boom, you're done. Um, there are programs out there now that save your purchasing information based on all these different websites and then you can just go on his website that that subscribes to this purchasing information and, and like two clicks you're done you're purchasing um, and you actually helped me with this step back and take a time period with it I was looking to buy something the other week that I wanted I didn't really need 
And another idea that I have is bring in a third party. You know, mm -hmm. I brought you into this decision and I sat down and typed you a text message that said, Hey Adam, like, give me your perspective on this. This is what I want. This is how I can justify to myself of purchasing it. And from one it's aspect, a Lamborghini. it is not Oh, from one aspect, just typing that to you mm. kind of made me feel silly. Hmm. Um, but then you came very back to me and you said, okay, so if that's what you want, then maybe what you need to do is take about two weeks and you need to look at this, like calendar this for two weeks, try not to think about it and see if in two weeks you still want it. And if so, maybe, maybe you need to look at it a little bit more as maybe this is something that would enhance your life or something that you need because it is something that I would use on like an everyday multiple time basis. Right, right. And so we're not saying that like just because it's not in that hierarchy of needs means you immediately eliminate it from your life. But just to, to take the emotion out of it, to take a step back. Um, and in our conversations, you had mentioned that one of the most helpful things for you is to look at the things you have and be grateful for them first and foremost, right? Yes. Yeah, I think if you are not taking an opportunity to be grateful for what you have or you find that you're not grateful for the things that you have, I would say perhaps out of turn that maybe you've got too much. Mm -hmm. I'll walk that line. Um, I think you, it, you need to have the awareness of the, the items that you possess and not in so much abundance that if you disregard or something breaks or something that you can just say, eh, whatever, I have another one. On that same token, try not to tie too much emotion to the possessions that you do have mm -hmm. because fate can take those things away at any time. But you know, I, I think that you need to be grateful for what you have in your life now. And if you are, if you are of such abundance that you can't stop and be grateful for those things, I think that might be one indication that you need to step back a little bit and reevaluate the things that you have and the value that you put in them. Yeah. And so I think that's why I think minimalism is primarily a mindset. It starts with gratitude, seeing how your needs are being met and being thankful for those things. And then from there, I think outflows the externals of, well, then I'm going to think a little bit harder about buying this. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for the things I already do have. That you 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 know that the emotion is much less when it comes into like the iPhone 12 Pro, X9. X9. Um, your your emotions are so less invested in that because you're you're so grateful for the things that you do have. Um, but I think once you, that gratitude is in place, once you're trying to remove those emotions and maybe getting a third party involved or the piece of paper or any system that works for you, um, you know what are some of those things that you can can do maybe more on a practical level? I know we've talked about a couple. Um, um, I think uh, we've talked practically about how to avoid consuming more. I think in the same sense, you can go to the things that you have, right? And you can start to look at the items that you already possess and question whether or not you need those things. Mm -hmm. um, do you need four winter coats? Do you have a desire to not have four winter coats? <laughs> so is one, will one winter coat solve the issue? Yes, probably. So under those circumstances, or there are times when I will go into my closet and I'll realize, oh, haven't worn that in like a year. Mm. I'm only holding on to it in the event that I quote unquote 
might wear it again in the future. Those are the types of, those items that you need to look at and take a serious evaluation of and say, okay, I might wear this again in the future. If I really need it, I can rebuy it again in the future. I don't need to hold on to it now. Because if you could just continue to hold on to things, you get tied to them emotionally and then you don't get rid of them. But they mm-hmm. don't serve any purpose in your life. Right. So I think going in... Just clutter. Yeah. Going through some of that clutter, going to your rooms, taking out some of your possessions and just having that honest look at it to say, does this actually serve any purpose in my life? I think you'd start to declutter your own life that way as well. Very good. So in summary, we're saying material items will never provide lasting satisfaction, but instead be grateful for those things that you do have. Make sure your needs are being met and then you can start to look outside. If you want to indulge a little bit, go ahead, but do it within reason. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Really quick, ending with a quote from Socrates. He said, quote, The secret of happiness you see is not found in seeking more but in developing the capacity to enjoy less. End quote. Nice. Okay. Thank you, guys. We might come back in the near future with a couple more thoughts on minimalism. Um, If we go back and re-listen to that episode that got all messed up before and realized we missed something, we might come back and Mm. say it again. Send in uh, your questions to (laughs) (laughs) mattandadam.com. I think that was a good one. Okay. We'll talk with you guys soon. Not a real website. Bye.